body. You know, America's all about hot, badass, nasty speed. I mean, that's how you got to play the game of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Behind the Mask. I'm Ryan Dosovich, joined alongside Jacob Stinson and Jacob Phillips. MSU is now ranked up to 13th on the USCHO poll. We got a banger of a series welcoming Minnesota, number fourth ranked team in the nation, to Mon Ice Arena this weekend. But gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing nice. I'm feeling, uh, feeling nice and patriotic today after that World Cup game. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what I learned actually earlier today? I wish that was funny. Um, there's a, I used to play against a kid that is now currently starting, uh, used to play hockey against a kid that's now currently starting for the U.S. national team Who? in soccer. Uh, name is Josh Sargent. Yes. Oh, he got injured today. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Number 24 on the team. Yeah. I, wow. Okay. <laughs> he's from St. Louis. I used to play hockey against him. I, and I thought it was funny because the team he played on was ki- kind of sucked uh, before he like got there. And then he like basically got there midway through the season because he was playing soccer. And then like their team was one of like the best in the league at that point after he got there. my I told that to my dad. They're like, oh, this kid, like that kid's playing on the national team now um, in the World Cup. And yeah, my dad tried, was trying to tell me that he apparently scored five on me in a game, which I don't believe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that was a fun little, fun little statistic. Feeling nice and patriotic after that, uh, after the dub though. As far as we know, Stinson only puts up shutouts. Yes, yes. Never allowed a goal in my life. That is true. I've never seen a goal scored on Stinson in my lifetime. Correct. That is very true. For context, by the way, uh, USA did beat Iran 1-0 in the World Cup to move on to uh, uh, the knockout rounds. Knockout rounds. So that's that's what we're being patriotic for. I got a USA shirt on, too, so I'm I'm happy about that one. But how you doing, Phillips? Ask me again in uh, 30 minutes when this Canes-Penguins game is over. It's currently tied 1-1. Marty Nietzsche is tying it up Setting in the second period. Setting timer for 30 minutes. At least I hope it's <laughs> over in 30 minutes. I missed last year when we had this, like, the TV up in the studio. We would <laughs> now. Because... Like, I mean, for you, it wouldn't be, but like, yeah, because I my back to it. <laughs> yeah, but like what we did, we were in a different studio, and we had the TV on. We just throw on what TNT or whatever it was on the night, and we just have NHL games on, like in the background, and I would just kind of not pay attention for a lot of the episode. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah, now they're all on ESPN Plus, so I don't even think we could do that if we had a TV. I could just throw it on my computer if I really wanted to. <laughs> the cracked streams, what college kids live on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got college some hockey, hockey talk. College hockey, college <laughs> hockey. We, we, we'll get our, you know, early pod spiel out. But now we're back to college hockey. MSU did complete the sweep over Miami of Ohio last weekend. It was 5-3 for the first game and then 4-0 shutout for St. Cyr in the second game. So, unfortunately, I didn't have eyes on this game because NCHC has a ridiculous fee for a one-game view which it, i think it was at 1799 i'm like heck to the no i'm not paying that so unfortunately i didn't really get to see much most of the games but we're still gonna recap it so uh, what, what do you guys take from the uh the five three victory in game one i mean there's not really all that much you can take away from the series as a whole like it's kind of just reinforcing kind of the same things we've already known about michigan state the whole time is they can score goals uh they can beat bad teams um, you know that it was nice though at least to see the uh the Jeremy Davidson breakout party finally a little yeah. bit yeah two goals and two assists for Davidson in that game because I'm surprised he didn't get a star of the week and we'll get to that later but I mean he didn't really do as much though in the in the uh, later games too or in the second game of the series but it was nice to see Davidson with his with a four point night 
um, it always seems to me like there's one player like each game that always just like kind of takes over for MSU. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not the same, which is no, a good thing. It's it's very much not the same. Um, actually, when we get to game two, there is one player that has kind of been popping up more and more recently. True. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're kind of waiting for Davidson to have his little kind of breakout game. Um, kind of the same way we were waiting for Middendorf in that Wisconsin series um, to kind of have a big night scoring. And so it was nice to see him get that. But um, as far as a whole, like there wasn't really all that much um, that really needed to be said. Um, they did a pretty good job staying out of the penalty box, only eight penalty minutes the whole, the whole game. Um, it's pretty good. St. Cyr looked fine. Um, everyone else, yeah, yeah, did their job. So talking uh, about the penalty minutes, one thing that I noticed is if you look at the line chart, Jagger Joshua was actually listed as a scratch for this Friday. Explains the penalty minutes being low. And so <laughs> that's exactly what I asked uh, Nightingale about in media availability earlier today was what the reasoning was behind Jagger Joshua being a scratch. And that was what he brought up is, yes, Jagger it was at the time leading goal scorer. You know, uh, I think Friday or Saturday's game changed that. But it was it really came down to he needed time off the ice to kind of work on discipline because Nightingale has really preached a lot to this team about playing with good discipline and staying out of the box. Meanwhile, Jagger Joshua, at the time, top goal scorer, has really high penalty minutes. So it was one of those things where Nightingale realized it, it warranted some time off the ice. And one thing he did say is that in Saturday, Jagger Joshua did really uh, adapt and really took well to that time off the ice and kept, stayed out of the box. So, And uh, you talked about Stinson uh Jeremy Davidson finally really getting back to the production he had last year. You mentioned he had four points. His line mates, Muha, had goal and two assists. And then Mueller, who's been pretty red hot in the month of November, he had two assists as well, just adding to his tally. And it's it's great to see that it's not the same guy. Like last year you looked, it was all the same line, Minidorf, Davidson, Tucker. It's not that. You look at years prior, you look at the KHL, Kordorinko, Lewandowski, and I'm blanking on the last guy there, Hiroshi. Yeah, there we Hiroshi. go. How can I blank on Taco? I love Taco. He's in the, <laughs> the Red Wings, uh, well, Griffins right now. But it's it's not it's productions coming from everywhere, and it's it's nice to see it. It's amazing to see it, and that's why this team's doing really good. Yeah. Well, no, like Strip. One of the things you can do is you can go back and look at it's like pick any random game on the schedule, and you can more often than not find yourself saying like, oh, this is the this person game the blank breakout game <laughs> yeah or like this is the one where this guy took over and he really had his night um like yeah you can see oh this is the eric middendorf game this is the jeremy davidson game you can find out tomorrow this is the carson Dorwart game <laughs> the second one at least i can think of um but yeah like it's a lot of those things you're getting you're getting production pretty much anywhere and that really is what makes you a dangerous what makes michigan state a dangerous team um is especially compared to last year, a team that was very much not dangerous on offense. Um, you, if you could shut down the the Davidson Tucker Middendorf line, you were set. Yeah, because no one else was going to do anything. Uh, but this is one of those things where you have to uh, you have to play good defense against every single line for the entire sixty minutes because any anybody on that on that forward group is a threat to score from from what they've shown. So. And another thing that happened in that game that 
I've kind of been talking the opposite of is how strong MSU actually comes out in the first period. I remember not many pods ago, I would I would say like, hey, MSU played good, but they were sluggish in the first period. They may come out to a slow start in the first like two, three, four, five minutes, but that kind of, I'm going against my word. MSU has been actually very, very good in the first. They've just kind of been getting that sluggishness in the first couple minutes out of the way, and they've been scoring. They scored three in the first period of the game one. They uh, went into the first intermission up 3-1. And hey, if you're Miami, that's that's exa- insanely hard to come back at that point. But MSU has scored 28 goals in the first period, 16 goals in the second, and then 14 goals in the third this season. Almost double the goals of the other periods in the first alone, which is kind of surprising. Do you guys know that? Like... I that was kind of eye raising when I looked at that. Yeah, I think that's really weird, especially because you know you talk about at the beginning of the season. I remember Nightingale talking about how they were going to pride themselves on play, on being a good third period hockey team. Yeah. And it's not like they're a bad team in the third period, not by a long shot. It's just they've really come into their own in the first period as the season goes on, and it's just not what we really expected going into the season. I think though too, yeah, because they, I think how this is going because if you look at the numbers a lot in the third periods, especially recently. The the production very much does tail off, and they do tend to get outshot in those in those third periods, which isn't great. Uh, but a lot of the times when they're doing that, you're playing with the lead, and you know you're, and that's kind of been the case in all of these here, where you know those teams will make a push at the end of the game, which is to be expected, I guess. But sometimes you have to really focus a lot on hunkering down and not letting yourself, you know. Not not give up the lead if you know you're getting outshot, and you uh, in the third period when everything's getting kind of tired because that's how you get the only loss MSU had in November, which was the uh, the one game first game at Penn State um, where they were leading for most of that game and then just kind of blew it at the end. So I think that's the most most important thing is yes they're getting out to a good start and I, but I would like to see them maybe not I guess let the foot off the gas maybe don't like, rely on the the jump in the first, I guess. Yeah. I, I would say more don't fall back on defense in the third. Yeah. Because that's when they just, they they kind of voluntarily kill their offensive momentum. And that is not what this team should be doing. Right. Yeah. So game one, anything else, gentlemen? No, no not really. Sweet. Moving on to game two. It was a 4-0 victory for the Spartans. Dorwart uh, adding more goals to his uh Pretty decent last couple weeks. He got a hat trick, uh, a third hat trick of the season for MSU. First one was Jagger Joshua. Second one was the four goal from Middendorf, and now Dorwer, right? Yeah. And what, yeah, what wow. was it? Was before that was the first MSU hat trick. The Jagger Joshua one, I think, was like first MSU hat trick since uh, Patrick Kodorenko. Oh, so was it Kodorenko? Yeah, it was Kodorenko in like 2019. Oh, okay. So they went like a couple of years without a hat trick. Now they've got three in this <laughs> in this year alone. Yeah. So MSU. Pulling the win, like I said, Dorwart got a hat trick. Uh, Daniel Russell also found uh, the back of the net as well to push it to four. And, yeah, sweep over Miami of Ohio for the weekend. And, hey, there's okay. even more to take away from this game. What you guys got? If, oh, I was going to say, yeah. Now, that, if I'm doing my math correctly on this, this now brings it to 10 points in the last six games for uh, Carson Dorwart on the weekend. Yeah, I know he's got seven points in the last four games. I know that. So if he had three points in... Yeah, he, he had three goals against Miami, didn't have any points in the first game. Yeah. Uh, but he had a goal and two assists against Penn State in the second game, and then 
just an assist, assist, in, assist the, in the first, yeah. and then uh, one assist in the second game against Ohio State, and then a goal and an assist in the first game. Yeah, ten point six games. He's on a little November heater right there. Not a little. No, he's on a November heater for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just crazy, you know. Like the we we've already you know waxed poetic about the whole um, how good the freshman class has been, and we can you know talk ad nauseum about it, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's still it's still very nice to see. It's one of, this is one of those nice games where you can also just look at it and see, yeah, MSU, you know, they played a team that wasn't it's not that good, but they come out and they take care of business against these against these not as good teams. Um and, you know, proving why they belong where they are right now, which as of after the sweep was uh 13th in the rankings. But um also, I do want to give another shout out Dylan St. Cyr, uh 39 save shutout in that game. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it was a little weird looking at that the box score of that Friday game, seeing Saint C- or seeing three goals scored. I guess on Saint Cyr, um, really wasn't expected. But then, of course, sa- you know Saturday Saturday comes around and you see Dylan Saint Cyr thirty nine saves, post his second shutout of the season, both of which happened in November. So you talk about November heater, I think. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's on a November heater. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't think Saint Cyr is really matching the magnitude of Dorwart's, but I mean, two shutouts in the same month from Michigan State is pretty big. So, which since we're on the topic of Saint Cyr and Dorwart, I'll just bring it up. First star of the week in the Big Ten. I I don't know if I would have had it this way, but first star of the Big Ten this week, Dylan Saint Cyr. He got the thirty nine save shutout, like we said. On Saturday for zero game, and he was uh, 63 for 66 saves on the weekend, and uh, that's his second uh, second time he's got first star in the Big Ten this season. So he's been doing good. And then Dorwart, like we've been praising this whole entire podcast today, uh, 10 points last six games, seven points last four games, second week in a row being a Big Ten star. He got the third star of the week honors. So whole team, this whole team's doing good. Yeah. I th- I- I think the reason at least that it was St. Cyr that got the first star and Dorwart got the third. I think Big Ten as a whole was just, uh, you know, trying to show the attendees some love this week because um, second star was Eric Bortillo from Michigan. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, speaking of Eric Bortillo, did you see that uh, on Saturday the, at when they brought the football team out on the ice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, the refs didn't know cool. what to do. They, they were, like, <laughs> yelling at him to get off the ice, like, being buzzkills about it. And I thought it was funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... That that whole situation was wild. Bad weekend to be Ohio State. We'll get to Very. that later. Yeah. But spoiler alert: they also split with LIU. Oof. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that when we get more. to the Pickums, though. Yeah, I do have a I do have a question about that. We'll, we'll when we get to the Pickums. Uh, I mean, we we got a little more to talk about with with this sweep over Miami. This is now MSU's fourth sweep on the season. If you if you told me if you grabbed me by my shoulders and told me Ryan MSU is going to have four sweeps on the season before November ends, I would have called you. Can I say the? Can I say S H I T? I would have called you batshit crazy. That's what I would have called you because <laughs> no freaking way that would have happened. True. But now here we are, four sweeps, and we're not even done with November. The sweeps are over LIU, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Miami for well, for. Uh, to be fair, only one of those is truly that impressive. But, true. Um, They've took care of business, though. They've been taking care of business, which and that's the thing. They did Miami. They're not. They're not dropping these very winnable games, which is a good sign. I, I would say, uh, you backtrack. We are done with November hockey for Michigan State. Next game not is, true. in yeah. fact, December. 
Yeah, which is, it's, which it's is basically this week. the end of November today. Yeah, thank you, thank you for pointing that out. Anyway, I mean, three sweeps in November, four sweeps overall in the season. Still, still big. Uh, you hate to see November go. True. We're gonna we're gonna see how December treats this team, but uh, MSU with the the sweep over Miami now moved to eleven four and one overall. They moved to well, they don't move to, but they are five two and one in the Big Ten. And they've won their last seven out of eight. Had a heck of a November. So, anything else on that series, gentlemen? I mean, that one loss. It, it, it was Penn State, yeah. At Pagula, yes, oh, stinker they, to lose too. Yeah, yes, they they let that game get away from them. But a one goal loss at Pagula is nothing to hang your head in shame about. Especially considering how well Penn State has continued to do and how high they will probably be now at this point for probably the rest of the year. I still, I I said it on Twitter at one point, but I, I had to issue a formal apology to Penn State for me calling them frauds. Um, <laughs> Everybody needed to. I think I think ninety nine percent of college hockey nation was calling them frauds. I, I think Penn State must have printed that out and hung that up on their walls. A, a glorified Stinson public apology. <laughs> uh, I mean, even then, their only losses on the year still are one against Michigan, one against Minnesota, and one against Michigan State. If you're Michigan State, that's not bad. That's not bad company to be in. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, and you're also the team that you know had that forced their starter to go, starting goalie to get pulled right about after like ten minutes. Quite literally talking about being able to hang with the number four, number five, and number six team in terms of how you face against Penn State. So, mm-hmm. Penn State six, Michigan five, Minnesota four. And hey, let's just get right into the updated Big Ten standings. You said. Minnesota clocks in at number four. USCH polls we're talking about, by the way. Michigan clocking in at number five nationally. Penn State at sixth. Michigan State at 13th. Ohio State at 17th. And then Notre Dame just hanging on to those last couple rankings at 20th. Still ranked. And the only team in the Big Ten still unranked, of course, the Wisconsin Badgers. Yikers. And the, their schedule is not going to get much easier from here. They're, they had their easy schedule. Now it's... Now it's gauntlet Big Ten season for them, and oh, geez. They they have not yet won a Big Ten game, and they might they might not ever this season. <laughs> so if you're Wisconsin's schedule for the rest of the year, it's um, oh, I'm not even a Wisconsin oh. fan, and I'm scared right now. Okay, so <laughs> I mean this weekend alone, they still have to play the rest of the Big Ten a second time. Uh, the two teams they haven't played yet, though, at all, oh, are the God. two teams that MSU has not played yet at all. And that's Michigan and Minnesota. Oh God! <laughs> uh, and then they have their version of the GLI. It's the uh, the Quick Trip Holiday Faceoff, I think is what's called. Um, it's in Milwaukee, but it's a four team tournament. They get Lake State for the first round. Okay. Uh, and then if Not they bad. win that, or well, basically if they the way they win or lose, they'll play uh, the winner or loser of UMass and Clarkson. Okay, so that's uh, so going to be UMass. Possible <laughs> winnable games for Wisconsin. One of them at least. Um, but yeah, then it's the note, then it's the big 10 again. And then also, th- uh, for fun, uh, throw in the NTDP for one game. Oh, they'll lose that. <laughs> Trey Augustine, by the way. Trey, yeah. Yeah. MSU commit Trey Augustine. Who's uh, going to join the team next year. He is 12 wins, zero losses and a tie on the season for us NTDP. And he is at this point. Thank you, Brad, by the way. I hope if you're listening, Brad, thank you so much pulling this from you right now. Um, if, if the season stopped right now, he hosts the best save percentage and goals allowed in US NTDP history. I think 1.71 was the goals allowed and 
4-3 or 3-4. I can't remember, but it's like crazy stats for that league right now. And that guy's coming to MSU next year. So that's... He is him. (laughs) So uh, Big Ten standings as a whole, I talked about what they're ranked nationally, but this is just Big Ten in general. Minnesota sits on top of the Big Ten with 18 points, and right behind them, one point behind Michigan State with 17 points. So we got we got a battle of battle of the top of the Big Ten coming up here. But Penn State checking in at three with 16 points, Ohio State in fourth with 12, Notre Dame in fifth with nine, Michigan still in sixth with six points, and then Wisconsin, zero wins, zero points in the Big Ten sitting in dead last. So that is the updated Big Ten standings. Yeah, I don't... Some- I don't- we could take some bets on which team is going to be the first one to lose to Wisconsin in the conference. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I don't think Michigan is accurately represented by their stats. I mean, you talk about two of those losses coming at the hands of Minnesota when they were starting their third line goalie as a forward. Yeah. That I mean, it's just that that those there there should be an asterisk next to Michigan at six in the Big Ten standings. Well, I mean, yeah, but everyone knows that Michigan is better than that they are. If they weren't if there's there's no reason, uh, aside from la- they've played two less conference games and the whole health debacle, mm. that Michigan is ranked sixth in the Big Ten but fifth nationally. <laughs> I never looked. I never thought of it that way. This, I mean, and everyone knows Michigan is is better than that, and we get to see that in a couple weeks. I mean, they do get Wisconsin this week, so they're uh, they're going to get a good stat there boost. You go. Exactly. I if, mean, like, no, no offense to Wisconsin, but if we're no being, offense to Wisconsin, <laughs> we're we're just I'm just being being realistic here. Min- uh, Michigan is fifth in the nation according to USCHO. It's it it's not rocket science. I'll put it at that. Yeah, Michigan. It's safe to say Michigan will not finish sixth or seventh in the Big Ten by the end of things. But who knows? I mean, hey, Michigan State and Penn State are two and three right now, and that definitely, or many people definitely did not think that was going to happen. But moving on from that, we got the battle for the top spot in the Big Ten opening up the month of December, a top 15 ranked matchup. Number 13, Michigan State welcomes in number four, Minnesota Golden Gophers, two-month ice arena for a two-game slate. We're here to break it down and uh, give some insight as to who we think is going to win. But uh, gentlemen, what a what a banger of a series that we got this weekend. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be, this is a wild one. And to if we can just take a step back and think about um, the fact that we are discussing uh, how Michigan State and Minnesota is going to be a legitimately good series after Thanksgiving, like, what, what, I don't know. It, it, at this point, a year ago, who would have who would have thought? But regardless, yeah, I mean, I'm, Michigan State. I'm pretty sure I I don't really have to check last year's schedule to say that they lost all games against Minnesota last year and you know I'll click through here just to just to double check and make sure fact check myself but also see what those scores were because they were probably not even close at all there was one where they got out to like a really early lead and then the oh, yeah, I remember that, that was uh, oh that I think that was January 8th um, let's see yeah one uh one four loss three six loss and then two four loss one three loss so not not crazy bad but still not great yeah not great but that, yeah it's a it's a whole new season and i minnesota's not gonna not gonna take all four contests against michigan state this year that is that is for sure oh i wouldn't say for sure minnesota still happens, you can blame me <laughs> minnesota is still a very good team minnesota is tough yes. per, the, the, okay this desk is wood knock on it this desk is not wood is it what then what is the what I don't do i know 
It, it looks it like wood. Like if, if it, it looks, looks like, like wood. It doesn't like matter. Wood. It looks like wood. Knock on it. But that's cursed if it is it. If it, it looks like wood well, and sounds like wood, probably wood. Hmm. Yes. Probably um, would be wood. Anyways, Minnesota. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, we're saying Minnesota, still a very good team. Um, this is going to be a, a very interesting series. Um, just off this alone, there's a lot of talent on this roster, a uh, good amount of first round draft picks on this roster. Uh, MSU will have their hands full trying to defend them. And so that's going to be the, uh, it, it's very much two ends of the spectrum of, you know, a very well coached team that kind of lacks star power or like, you know, like NHL draft type pedigree. Um, versus a team that has a lot of NHL draft pedigree and is effectively one of the uh, you know factories for NHL talent in college hockey recently um, in in Minnesota. Um, Minnesota has a top three draft pick from last year's draft on their team, who has been very good. They have uh, a guy that Jimmy Snuggerud, who is the first round draft pick of the St. Louis Blues um, this past year, who is leading the team in scoring. Um, 10, 10 goals, 10 assists, yeah, 20 points. Yes. He's, he's been putting he, on a little bit of a show. He has been very good, and I'm happy. Hopefully he can be in um, in a nice blue and gold sweater before before too long uh, because the kid's tearing it up right now, and I'd like to see him in St. Louis. Because they need him. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to talk good about one. Yeah, I don't. Me. I don't want to talk about the Blues right now. <laughs> They they lost. They're like eleven and eleven. They're fine for now. Whatever. Um, but still, Minnesota, very good team. This will be interesting. Uh, Minnesota, Michigan State's going to have to be very good on defense to um, pull this one out. Looking at the matchup, I mean, I I feel like I've been a broken record, and I've said the, these teams match up amazingly against each other. But literally, just looking at all their head to head stats, they they are so similar in penalty kill and power play and goals per game, goals against. Even their record is basically one tie off of being the same. I mean, it's 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 going to be a dogfight. It is going to be chippy. It's going to be men pushing men around. I I would be surprised if any team reaches four goals on the weekend. I think it's going to be more teams uh, feeling each other out, so to speak, in hockey terms, and uh, just kind of low scoring. And we'll I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, these teams just. Just I haven't been able to watch Minnesota that much, sadly, which they're a good team, and I wish I could get my eyes on them a little bit more. But just looking at how they match up stats-wise, number-wise, they are eerie, eerily similar. Yeah, this is a team, Minnesota at least, it, it's it's a different type of Minnesota team than like years past. Yes, explain that, yes. Um, but just because of the talent they have and most of their production coming from young, skilled scorers like Logan Cooley and Jimmy Snuggerud, um, so they're gonna they're relying more on that on like the actual pure talent and finesse, I guess, as opposed to the more big bodied, you know, physical you off the puck. Um, True, it's not like the the Ben Myers, not the Blake McCough McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, those guys yeah. exactly. Um, it's less of that, and it's more of the yeah, relying trying to play a little more, um, less physical, but also you know faster and a bit more. Uh, relying on their scoring talent, which, you know, if you have it, use it. I mean, I just I keep looking at this matchup. I look at Minnesota's record and who they faced. Eleven five and zero, by the way. 
I don't see anyone that Minnesota has faced that Michigan State couldn't take on just as well. I think the one outlier is Notre Dame. However, Minnesota hosted Notre Dame. Michigan State had to play them on the road for their first first road series. We saw how that ended. Far from spectacular. Everything else, you know, in, including the the unhealthy Michigan series, I don't see anything that Michigan State also couldn't reproduce. And I mean, you look at the even the pairwise record. Minnesota's 10-3-0, Michigan State 11-4-1. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really, this is a tough series to to really predict and to talk about because these, these two teams are, you know, they're wagons. They're, they're powerhouses. They're, it, it's really hard to, to pick apart and say, oh, well, this team's lacking this or they do this better. Well, so I was saying this too because one of the things important to note about Minnesota is, you know, their recent schedule. Um, they've lost; they only lost two games in November. Michigan State lost one, for the record. Um, but they lost four to two against Penn State, and then their last game they played, they split at Mullet Arena playing in overtime against Arizona State. Heck and of a game. One and one of the and some of the analysis that I had seen, at least you know from what I heard, what people were talking about and whatnot, was Minnesota kind of playing soft and like kind of and not really doing much um, to win those like fifty fifty battles, get a little bit more into the trenches with things. And that's the opposite of Minnesota teams in the past for sure. Correct. Um, and so, if that's a trend that's kind of going to continue this weekend. Uh, that's going to be something that I think if you're Michigan State, you're going to have to look to exploit a bit. Um, meaning maybe get some more ice time out there for Jack or Joshua and, and people like that. Some big bodies out there that maybe can, you know, knock some guys off the puck. I'm thinking like a this could be a good weekend for Victor Hurtig. Um, yeah, but that I think that's that's an important thing, though, to notice as well. What really stares me in the face about Minnesota, though, is that overtime loss to Nodak. I mean, that... You you cannot look at this schedule and not just see that and zoom in and say what happened. I mean, because we you you was seen, also like a month and a half ago. But go ahead. I know it's just, it's just you. I mean, you've seen Nodak is not good because you keep they're, you keep picking them. I did. I, I, you I, keep I'm, picking them in the pickums, and that I'm off has the, not worked for you. I'm fully off the Nodak wagon. Nodak is probably the most disappointing team in college hockey now. So to see. I mean, and then you also see the the loss at Ohio State again, the overtime loss at Arizona State. It's if they didn't have those, obviously it would they would be you know almost undefeated because again, one more loss at Minnesota State. But it's it those slip ups from Minnesota really make it tough for like again. I'm 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 jumping ahead of myself, but I'm looking at my 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 pick for this week in the pickums and I'm I'm honestly questioning myself. I am I am questioning my decision. Follow, follow your heart, King. Um so I don't I don't want to reveal anything, but I'm just gonna say like this is a really hard I mean I just I I don't understand. See my it's a it's kind of one of those things that plays hand in hand when you're talking about teams that are led by young talent especially. Um the biggest issue with them happens to be consistency. With young players as a whole, it's always the thing. Uh, is while yes, they're talented, uh, getting them to do that every single night and kind of hit all the boxes every single night is, is the challenge. Um, so, 
as for uh, Minnesota, a lot of that you can be, you know, not maybe not playing physical, maybe not defending as well as you need to that night. Um, there's a lot of things that can go into that, but that that's kind of one of the things you have to look at too. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm taking into account when you talk about making your picks and stuff for the week. I don't know. That's at least my take on it. I, Minnesota, all in all, is still an incredibly talented team. Um, and so, yeah, that that's, it's kind of, it's just that balancing game of young, but incredibly talented. And you guys noted earlier, I think you said, Phillips, like there's nothing that Minnesota's done that you don't think Michigan State could have done as well. I mean, they've split. Minnesota has split against Ohio State. They swap against Notre Dame. That's pretty good. They split against Penn State. They split against Arizona State. They split against NODAC. Like, yeah, MSU MSU could have swept or won some of those series. I mean, obviously, Notre Dame, that didn't work in their favor. But I think when Notre Dame travels to Mon, I think it'll be a different story than earlier this year. Yeah, for uh, sure. For sure. But it's like it, they're beatable. They're, it's not a Minnesota last year where it's the only teams that could step up to the plate is, you know, Michigan. And, I mean, Ohio State was pretty good last year. But they're beatable this year. And Michigan State has showed they're a good team that could – beat good teams and I know it's not in-depth analysis for you I just wanted to point it out but I mean that's that's kind of the point I had but I mean blank wins if you guys you guys ready for some blank wins if mm-hmm. who are we starting with uh you I'm, I meant like which team oh <laughs> I was gonna uh, say shocking what team you want what, yeah. uh we can just start with Minnesota I think okay. I think that's the, I think that's what oh wait no, no, no never mind yeah, we'll start with Minnesota. It kind of it, it kind of plays into what I was saying. Uh, Minnesota, I think, if they want to win uh, this weekend, they have to win the fifty fifty battles on the boards, um, and really be not not be afraid to get into the trenches. If they because MSU in their bet in their worst losses, I think, especially the five zero Notre Dame game, um, among others, um, stretches during that Penn State loss, all sorts of times. They if you can out muscle them and force them into turnovers. Um, especially in the neutral zone, that's where MSU really seems to get in their own way a lot. So if if Minnesota can really win those 50-50 battles and, you know, not make life easy for Michigan State on the boards um, and really kind of try and dominate that possession a little bit and funnel the puck to those young guys like Cooley and Snuggerud and Bridzin, Bridzinski, Bryce Bredzinski is an older guy, That's but they're, they're goal scorers. Uh, if you can funnel the funnel the puck to guys like that, then they'll be in great shape. Phillips, Minnesota wins if. I think Minnesota really has a good opportunity to take advantage of power play. It's not too much better than Michigan State's, but it is better statistically speaking. And, you know, at, as Coach Nightingale, you know, made a decision about uh, last weekend— Michigan State, specifically Jagger Joshua, do get into penalty trouble at times, especially key moments. And if Minnesota is just able to really take advantage of being up on the power play and using the man advantage to just, you know, put pucks on net, they've got a good chance to to take these games. For me, Minnesota wins if, kind of playing off of your hand there, Stincy, if they, I'll say, I'll say if they're, not playing a tight game in the third. My explanation to that is I think if they're in a tight game with Michigan State, Michigan State is going to show the endurance to be able to body them off the puck if Minnesota is playing a little bit softer than they usually do in other years. I think Michigan State will be able to, like I said, with endurance and strength and a little bit of a clutch gene because if you look at 
the UMass Lowell game earlier in the season, a 4-3 win. MSU had a late goal. And then against Ohio State, uh, the 4-3 win. MSU had a late goal. Low clutch. They're not they're not godsend in the third period, but they got a little bit of a clutch gene. So for Minnesota to win, they got to make sure they're not in a tight game down the stretch because they... If if they are a little bit soft, they may get bodied, and Michigan State has showed some clutch. So, yeah, for Minnesota, don't be in a close game late. Get the lead early and keep the lead and make sure it's not a 2-2, 3-2 game coming down the stretch, and I think that's going to be the recipe for success for the Golden Gophers there. But on the other side of things, Spartans, Stincy, what do they have to do? Uh, I think most important thing for them this week, they have to be all in on the back check this week. Um, when you're playing against Minnesota, Fast team scoring talent. We've we've been we've been over this a thousand times now. Um and I'm not saying this is not a thing MSU does, but uh yeah, you're gonna have to want to slow down that transition offense as much as possible. Um so that's where back checking is really gonna come in key on that. And if if they're if they're doing a good job getting back into their own zone in time and forcing the game to slow down a little bit, um and then that, you know, maybe for some turnovers going the other way, um, then I think Michigan State can do a good job of trying to slow down this Minnesota offense because it needs to be slowed down because they uh, they like to put the goals in the, uh, in bunches. I've got the opposite. Ooh. Four check, four check, four check. It's it, Michigan State, we've seen, when they have the ability to play the style that they want, and that's keeping the puck, controlling it in the offensive zone. They've been able to take away key games like Penn State. That's going to be the key to getting one, maybe even two games against Minnesota. Because what's the best way to stop Minnesota from putting pucks on net? Don't let them take control of the puck. And I think Michigan State has the best chance to do that if they just keep the pressure on. What's the age-old saying? Four check, back check, paycheck? (laughs) Yep. Four I, check, back check, page. I've heard that so many times yes. in my in my playing days. So for me, I think the Spartans win if I'm going for a little bit easy one. If they score first, they're eight zero and one when scoring first. They've showed how good they can be in the first period. So if they go into first intermission with a one goal lead, I'm not really saying that's going to convert to a win. But two goal lead, even a three goal lead, which they've been able to pull out after 20 minutes, I think I think they win comfortably. So. For Michigan State, score first, win games, boom, easy peasy. Taking a step back, so we got back check, four check, score first. Basically, just be the better team. Yeah, be well, better, you win. Be better at hockey, you generally win more. That's <laughs> how it generally Some, goes. Sometimes. Why sometimes. didn't I think of that? <laughs> dang it, we just needed to play better. That's why we lost. God dang it. Someone forget this tonight and go. <laughs> I don't know. Puts I don't know it why. off on a sheet and hand it to him discreetly, like fold it up, like here's, here's your game plan, coach. And he unfolds it, play better. Score, <laughs> score more goals than them. Get good. Courtesy of behind the mask. We got you, coach. <laughs> So moving on, uh, we got we got the pickums. Stitzy, go ahead and update us on everything pickum wise. Uh, this was an interesting week for the pickums. Heck yeah, it was. And some, uh, <laughs> some news now. The reason Ryan's so excited Heck for yeah. the first, I think for the first time since it was zero zero zero, we are back to a three way tie uh, with the pickums. And there was Pretty some cool. there's some very weird, um, very weird results this weekend. First, Michigan split with Harvard. Yep, which we. Which I probably Which, should have seen coming, but yeah. I was I was going on a limb with my Harvard pick, 
for the sweep. Uh, Ryan's the only one that gets a sweep though for I mean a split though for that series. Uh, so we got one point. Phillips and I got zero. Uh, the weirdest one of the weekend, Minnesota. Actually, no, I'm wrong on that. It's not the weirdest one of the weekend. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> next one's worse. <laughs> it does get weird. <laughs> uh, Minnesota split with Arizona State. Like I predicted. Ryan's I knew the, it. Ryan's the only one that the predicted forks, it. The forks, the mullet arena, yeah, the Ryan, energy. Ryan went back talking about trying to pitchfork a dub out of the uh, out of Minnesota at mullet arena. Uh, I guess a Minnesota. it was just too much for Minnesota. Ryan's the only one that got it right, so we got another extra point. Phillips and I also got zero. Arizona State, any fans, if they're listening... Thank Ryan. Yes. Got you guys. The rest of these um, don't really cha- affect the standings at all like that. Uh, but Ohio State split with Long Island. That is nothing we saw coming. <laughs> no one got any points for that. Nope. With the Adam Goodsir goal to to end it for LIU, that game won. That's yeah, Adam awesome. Goodsir put up the winning goal for Long Island against Ohio State in that first game. Beautiful. It was. It's just a bad week for Ohio State, man. I mean, when we made these bad, picks, bad. bad time to be a Buckeye. Yeah. When, when when we made these picks in our defense, we didn't realize Adam Goodser would be playing for something. Well, yeah, but I mean, like as a whole, I don't know. It was not was not I, expecting <laughs> that. Uh, the football team loses. The hockey team splits with Long Island. Yeah. Well, uh, remind that, me, how long has LIU been a D one hockey school? This is their third year, I think. Now. Uh, so not yeah. not not bad, but uh, yeah. Ohio State's been D1 for... Bad time to be a Buckeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on, though. Um, yeah, no one got points for that. Uh, what we all got points for, Penn State swept Alaska. Which was actually a little bit of a closer series. They are both one-goal games. I was like, mm, okay. Alaska's not a bad team. It was just Penn yeah. State's better, and it was also at Pagula. So, yeah. A lot, a lot of one-goal games at Pagula, though. Fair enough. But um, And then also, uh, MSU swept Miami. We've been over that already. Oh, we all got two points for that. Easy peasy. So, yeah. And then as far as the parlay hits uh, went, no one got it right because we all predicted Denver to sweep Omaha, and that didn't happen. <laughs> 3-0 shutout for Omaha. <laughs> the only thing of our parlays wow. we all hit was um, Quinnipiac to win the Friendship 4, that tournament in Belfast I, was, I talked about. Nothing says friendship like Belfast, Northern Ireland. No. <laughs> I'm going to age saying. <laughs> But uh, I but, still can't believe Denver is still number one after being shut out by Omaha. And yeah, I'm surprised. Omaha's that. not bad, but they're not they're not a team that you know should be shutting out the number one team in the country. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other picks, Ryan also added Sacred Heart over Bentley. That didn't hit, uh, and neither did Phillips' pick of uh, Air Force over Mercyhurst. But so that brings totals for the week. Ryan got plus six. I got plus four, and Phillips also got plus four, bringing the totals to twenty six all. Um, so fresh slate now, and we have new pickums on the week. Um, first, we'll start off easy. The first one, probably the most free money you can think of uh, in the Big Ten for a pickum. Uh, number five, Michigan goes on the road to face the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, I've got a Michigan sweep. Whatever, Ryan, who you got? Michigan sweep. Not going to talk much on that. Phillips. I've got Wisconsin to lose. I was going to say what? <laughs> no, no, no. Look, LIU okay. can win one against Ohio State. Wisconsin is losing two to, to Michigan. It is at Wisconsin, though. You know. Okay. Uh, all Wisconsin fans they also in attendance play, they will also be cheering. Play, it doesn't matter. At, at Cole Center, there was also close games with Lindenwood. It, I don't think it, it, it doesn't change much. Wisconsin and their famous hockey teams. But yeah, the... Never mind. Um, Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, sure. Okay. Next one on the docket. Um, 
newest one talking about Pagula just a minute ago. Uh, Number six, Penn State this weekend hosts the 17th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. I myself have a Penn State sweep. Uh, Ohio State is trending down. Uh, for all the wrong reasons right now, uh, you know, first they split with LIU. There's all the off the ice issues going on right now. Um, just overall, uh, I, I would assume a lot of that has to not be great for team chemistry. Um, not a good time to be a Buckeye. Uh, and as a whole, Penn State still rocking. Uh, still very good. So Nittany Lions sweep. Uh, Ryan. Bro. Penn State. Had, I just looked their schedule because I'm like I'm thinking like wow Penn State's played a lot of home games. They they're like last ten games, eight of them have been at home. What the heck? I mean, including this Ohio State Penn State series, but like Pagula eight out of ten. What the heck? What is this scheduling? MSU had it early on. I guess they they got the the uh, home home game bunch, but or mid middle of the season, it's weird to see much of a home stand. But for me. I'm going a little bit different because it worked last week for me. I'm going for the split. I think Ohio State's still a good team, and even though it's at Pagula, and Pagula has been guarded pretty well by the Nittany Lions, I'm going different. I'm going for the split, and give me that point. Phillips? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ohio State's trending down for all the wrong reasons. I mean, you talk about Camille Sedlocha being removed from the team for an indefinite period of time. He's not... uh, he, He wasn't a huge part of their offense but you're talking about like you know fifth I believe it's fifth highest uh points per game played for the Buckeyes so it's kind of a, a bit a, a decent sized gap in Ohio State's offense there and I mean Penn State's number six they Stinson had to issue an apology they are no longer frauds they, they're they not so I mean I'm, I'm just going Penn State yeah, um, and as far as it goes, uh, I know you mentioned Camille Sedlocha for a second. Um, I, I know we haven't actually gone into that whole situation yet, um, but if you follow, if for our own takes on the situation I, um, and all that, we've we've kind of already we've written about it a lot. Mm. Um, I have a column that got published. Uh, I want to say like last Friday or something like that. It's still my pinned tweet on my Twitter. So if you want to check that out. Um, you can find it first at impact89fm.org on the website, or you can also find it pinned on my Twitter, which is at Jacob F. Stinson. Um, so yeah, they're just general thoughts on the situation. There, There's a lot to talk about there, and that could open up a whole separate can of worms. So yeah. we're just going to glaze over that. Yeah, yeah. impact89fm, or you know, that, the website for all the, the stories on the updates in your column. Yeah. Yes. And still waiting for a statement from the Big Ten on that, too. Yeah, you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. Not anytime soon. Uh, okay, yeah. So, do we all pick that series, though? Uh, no. Oh, Ryan, you did not go yet. For Minnesota-Michigan State? Oh, no, we're talking about... Um, no, how's it? No, he, he, oh, yeah, oh yeah. you did? Okay. Yeah, I got my split in. I got that. Okay, cool. So, yeah. we, we all got this right. We have apparently derailed ourselves. <laughs> Yo, we, we got... Yeah, gridlocked for a second. So, recapping that um, was me and Phillips got Penn State sweep. Ryan's got a split. Cool. Moving yep. on, uh, the game that we've spent the most the of the podcast of the talking week. about, um, and one of the probably the best game you'll find in the, um, this week in all of college hockey, in my opinion, um, hosting the fourth ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers, you got the thirteenth ranked Michigan State Spartans uh, in a battle for first place in the Big Ten. I myself have a split on the series. Um, like I said, Minnesota kind of struggles with consistency. Michigan State been punching way above 
the wait all season. I legitimately think, yeah, you can. it's going to be another. These are two very good teams. I think they're going to get one on each other. Simple as that. Give me the free point. Not a free point, but you get the point. Ryan. I would be very, very, very surprised if one of these teams pulled out a sweep this weekend, but you could go as close back as last weekend to see when I was very surprised, a.k.a. Ohio State not sweeping LIU. So anything can happen. It's a beautiful game, college hockey and sports in general. You know, anything can happen. But I'm going for the safe pick. These two teams match up very well, and it's going to be an absolute dogfight, I think, to the last whistle. So give me the split and give me the point. Moving on. Very nice. All right, then. And then, so that wraps oh, up. Well, yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, my bad. My I did, I did I'm way ahead saying. of myself. Go ahead, Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Thank I mean, you. We could just skip Phil. He, we don't need, he doesn't need any points. You know, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> well, I'll say it doesn't much matter. I'm also picking split. However, I think if Michigan State shows up the best they can, they could take two. If Minnesota shows up the best they can, they could also take two. In the end, probably just going to take one each. That's all I got to say. There we are. Okay, now moving on now to moving the on. to the other to the bonus section. To the locks of the week. Yes, these are these are the behind the mask locks of the week. Recapping for the, if you are new, um, we are allowed to pick any out of conference series, uh, in and all in all of college hockey that we think is a lock for one team to sweep the other. So you can par- and you have to par- you can you are able to parlay all of them together um, into your locks of the week. So you can. And you get a free bonus point for each one that you are correct on. Uh, but you have to get all of them correct or else you get no bonus points. Um, so my parlay for this week is I have Niagara to sweep Army. I have Boston University to sweep New Hampshire. I've got St. Cloud State to sweep North Dakota. And I've got Denver to sweep Arizona State. Those are my teams that I've picked. And so if I get them all right, that is four total bonus points. But if any one of those is a split or a sweep in the opposite direction, uh, then I don't get any points. Uh, but that's my parlor for the week. Niagara, BU, St. Cloud, Denver. There you go. Ryan, your turn. I should have looked at that uh, BU uh, New Hampshire series, but I didn't really look into that. So I'm going to stick with mine. I'm going to go uh, RIT over Canisius for the sweep and then Bemidji State over St. Thomas for the sweep. And I'm just going to play it safe, go two teams, and... Uh, Hope it hits. Short and simple. And Phillips. I am going to return to classic three-pick form. I ah, also the have... Cla- the good old classic. I also have Bemidji over St. Thomas. It's not that Bemidji's good. I just think St. Thomas is bad. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota State over Ferris State. This honestly gives me a little bit of nerves about this pick, but I've got a feeling about Minnesota State. I mean, they're ranked 11th for a reason. I was thinking of picking them. I was, I was thinking of putting that one on, but I'm like... Minnesota State had such. Yeah, a if there's gonna be a down pick, that's, start. that's the one that's gonna the do that's gonna do me in. And I've also got St. Cloud sweeping Nodak. I'm not picking St. Cloud to win. I'm picking Nodak to lose. Nodak's gonna split that. You guys are screwed there. Nah. <laughs> Knock on what we think is wood. <laughs> I want to find out what the surface is now. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised none of y'all uh, joined me in on the Niagara sweep this weekend. Army uh, is not good. Too inco- they're too inconsistent. It doesn't, to it doesn't matter. bad. <laughs> it doesn't matter when they're facing arguably one of the biggest wagons in the country right now. Uh, talking about Niagara, who Niagara's has won good. the last seven in a row, and oh, is shoot. the only uh, is the only D one team that has actually beaten the NTDP. Ooh, I should have put a little more research, but too hey, bad it doesn't count. The, in the picks standings. are in. True. Ooh. 
It does not, but it says something when you know when Agger's the only one to win. Um, I'm just right upset because right now the uh, the Purple Eagles are rolling, and you know, put some respect on Agra. I, I watch, watch them split. Watch them split. Free point this week. Um, I, I will eat all the crow in the world if they don't. But I'm just upset that QPAC's not up here because you mentioned one of the biggest wagons in the country, but they're on a. I think they have two one-off non-conference games, which is That's why how they're not here. The ECAC does that all the time. There's like, on any given weekend, there's like one ECAC team that will go play a series with somebody else, but the rest of it, it ECAC does it weird. They'll just do one game against this one team for that night. Uh, they'll do they'll do like separate teams on like a Friday and Saturday. It's like an it's like an weird. NHL series, kind of. But um, it's just, yeah, they do that a little more because those are all close enough schools to where they can do that. I just feel like picking QPAC at this point would be free points, but they're not on the board. So so is Niagara, but whatever. Um, the only ECAC team that's playing this weekend um, in a series that is available to parlay is uh, this the LIU at Brown. I don't think anyone was touching <laughs> Yeah, no one's touching that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, LIU did beat that. Ohio State. LIU versus the three and seven, three seven and one Brown Bears. <laughs> Which I brought this up to you guys multiple times. Somebody in USC, USCHO actually gave them a point to be ranked, which I find insane because their wins are one uh, Stone Stonehill, Stonehill, which Stonehill. is barely a D one team, and then two a D three victory over Assumption College, Assumption University. I don't even know how to assume their name. And then one win over number t- number eleven Ohio State at the time. For, I don't. For clarification, <sighs> Long Island, and yeah, I, I'm not picking it. No. But I wouldn't be surprised if Long Island pulled it off. Beautiful jerseys, beautiful logo. Not picking them. I'm not. Uh, I I will be dead in the ground before I pick LIU to sweep something. Adam, good sir. Good <laughs> luck. <laughs> so, anyways, that wraps up our uh, our locks of the week. Our picks of the week our whole pickums in general we got a lot of content coming out for you guys this weekend of course it is a home series so we will be there friday all three of us will be there we're not sure who's writing who's tweeting who's recapping who's doing this and that so just uh take a look at all of our twitters uh, look at impact a9fm.org for more stuff and then saturday it is going to be stinson writing and then jacob phillips and i will be on the broadcast and phillips Locking down play-by-play for this weekend. Let's go. I'm I'm hyped for you to to get your first play-by-play in. I mean, if Al Michaels could learn it in a night, not not to say I'm there yet. <laughs> Jacob Phillips, uh, comparing comparing him with Al Michaels, got it. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Honestly, like you just got to be, just got to have courage in yourself. Just got to have faith, and I'm just happy. Checking back into the NHL before we sign off. Five minutes left in third. Hurricanes are up two to one. So, Ooh, okay. I did say to check back, and uh, no. this is this is the official check back. So keep an eye and an ear out for all the content we got we got for you guys coming out this weekend. Should be an absolute blah 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 banger of a series. But from everybody on the behind the mask studio desk, whatever the heck. I'm Ryan Rodosovich, joined alongside Jacob Stinson and Jacob Phillips. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week to break down the Minnesota series and preview the home-and-home series against in-state rival Michigan Wolverines. Thanks for listening, and have a great one.